0: The guest on today's show has been described as many things. I like to call him my friend, though, and I think that he would call me a friend. Michael Perry was born at a young age and has been in real estate since then. Very few people, I would say, have put as much time and dedication and focus into becoming the best at what they do, but I can honestly say that Michael Perry is that. He is the best at what he does. He talks about it a little bit more in the show, and I'm super, super excited for you guys to get to know Michael Perry. Episode number five of the Who's Your Agent podcast, we got Michael Perry. Kind of a big deal for those of you that don't know him. So welcome. Seriously, you've been a good friend for a couple of years now. We appreciate you coming on because this is, uh, the goal is, for anybody that's listening and thinking about making one of the biggest investments of their life, either buying or selling a house, my goal is to be able to interview people and and, and show off some of the best agents in the state, right? We have 28 something thousand active real estate agents in the state that many now? I think so maybe Goodness. I should fact check that before I, I start putting out too much I but I but there's a lot of real estate agents right and 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 there's a lot of people that don't take it as seriously as you do so we're super excited to kind of show off just a little bit about who you are and, and kind of the business that you've built um so yeah thanks for being here
1: thanks for having me yeah. what's our friendship at the two years three two years two and, a half. two and a
0: half. yeah I end Marcus of 2019 street Grill. market street grill 2019 is kind of when we I think met for the first time.
1: That's like the place of awkward conversations or great friendship. Yeah. One or two ways.
0: That was kind of both. I I think it started as awkward and then it kind of left. Like, even if we decided we were never going to do business together after that, which obviously wasn't true. We did, and it blossomed. uh, We did, right? But I think, if nothing else, I left thinking like, okay, there's another young kid that's like out there that's hustling that's just trying to do the best that they can with what they have, and, and they're trying to push, so... But before that, right, before I got to know you in the business, tell us a little bit. uh, I will always, on this show, I'm always going to start at the beginning. Where you were before you started real estate, because what I've learned in just the short few episodes that we've done, is that where you were and what kind of started you going down that path of real estate... It carries through your business, right? And it says a lot about who you are and how you're running your business. So let's go back, right? I, in my, it's kind of like towards the end of high school for you, almost, right? I mean, you're yeah. you were young when you got into the business. So tell us a little bit about where you were. What started you going down that path?
1: Yeah, totally. So I was at Snow College. I was playing football there. I think it was on year two, and I had tore my patellar tendon for the second time. And dude, I don't have a cool like I know a lot of these great agents or careers you see like, Oh, I went to architecture school or commercial real estate. And it's like, I remember the date it was May 14th. I think it was 2016. I was like, Ooh, my life is one eighty different. I'm going to get my real estate license and see what happens. So it's been a journey that I did not ever see coming. And I'm sure it was like similar to you. It was like, we grew up in real estate, but I wasn't in high school or in college being like, man, can't wait to get into real <laughs> estate. i to go to college
0: thing. so I could go get my 120 hours done and get my real estate. Yeah, license.
1: legit. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. I what, feel like I'm 40. What made you finally
0: realize like, okay, I, I actually, I think for me it was, I, I was doing lending for a couple of years and all of a sudden I was like, okay, I can provide for my family. I love being able to work with people. Uh, and, and all of a sudden I was like,
1: Shit. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm probably going to be a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. Right. What was it for you that that you're sitting there and you're like, okay, like I've tried to push this off, tried to push this off, tried to push this off, and all of a sudden, now I got to jump into the family business.
1: I think for me it was so my wife, who was my girlfriend, I mean, she had a four she was getting an econ degree, double major or whatever, and I had a one seven my la- one seven GPA my last semester. And I was like, okay, obviously school isn't for me. I'm super hard worker, but it doesn't translate at school. So I'm not going back to school. And then my dad was in real estate. I was like, screw it. Let's try this thing.
0: Hmm. And so uh, what do you think the, the, the disconnect was you had a 1.7, but you're a really hard worker because you're not a dumb person. Totally. So what, what would you say was the disconnect for you? I think, I'm not against
1: school or college, but it was like football was my life and I wasn't good at it, but I wanted to be great at it so badly. Is that
0: why you went to college? Do you think was to play football? Oh yeah. That was the only reason. So when that was taken away.
1: Yeah. Then I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't for me, but that's also like, I think people our age, you hear on podcasts and you hear on Instagram and everything like, Hey, I had this plan. Like we're two very successful. I I hate saying that, but very successful people who I, I would say we didn't have a plan. And where you still don't, I would say, yeah. And you see people like on Instagram, like, oh, I've worked for this. My whole, it's like, "Eh, have you really like we both have worked really, really hard. And I think that's the groundwork of why we do so well. But like, I, I wasn't eight years old thinking, oh, I can't wait to sell houses on the hill
0: kind of thing. So then football got taken away. Yep. You called dad, you called Jack and you said, Hey, I'm in.
1: I don't even think I called him. So he was a solo real estate agent. And I was like, I think I threw the idea around. You were how old at the time? 20? 20. Yeah. 20. About to turn 21. And so I was like, because I was tripping. Like, and I. uh,
0: Your world got shattered when you lost your, when you lost your patella, you were
1: just everything changed well and it was really hard for me like one of my best friends he was a by that he's in the nfl now was a two-time all-american i was like so we went to high school we i worked just as hard as him and and he would say that and i was like god what is going on i'm like i am year two can't even get on the field one of my best friends all-american like where's the disconnect and so like it wasn't it wasn't easy but I, i think it goes back to like I mean, everything you do, everything I do is for a reason. And school is that reason for football, and it didn't work.
0: So you got licensed, and then what does that take us through? Uh, kind of what that first year looks like, because what we want to do is take a look at what your first year in the business looked like versus now you're 26, yeah, 27, 25. 25. Yep. Uh, now four or five years later removed, what does it look like? But let's start in that first year. What did that kind of look like for you as a, as an in individual trying to establish your foothold in a business that is is super competitive and saturated with agents that were older, more experienced, had the degrees, maybe played college football more successfully, <laughs> right? I, all of these things that, that they were probably better at than you uh, that might not be in the business anymore. Totally.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, it was wild. One of my mentors, Lee Stern, she, I think on her own has sold over like 2000 houses. She's a Utah legend. Uh, I think I, I met with her the first week and for some reason I still like thought I walked on water. I was like, I'm going to run this industry. When I walked in and she said, Hey, I have a story for you. I have, I have instructions for you. And she said, Hey, do you have a girlfriend? I was like, yes. Next question was, are you serious with her? Very serious okay, go break up with her. I was like, (laughs) that's not happening. What's the alternative? And she was like, go tell her the next six months are absolutely going to suck. And I vividly remember,
0: which I would say is more real advice than what a lot of people get when they get into the industry. Right.
1: Yeah. And especially for me, it's like, I've, I've had to, we'll, we'll go into that later, but it's like, I, I remember it was day 181 was my first day off Monday through Sunday. 12 hour days and I was doing it with my friend Mason who will probably be on this podcast and it was like it was hard I mean I think I did three deals in the first six months probably working 90 to 100 hours I was making big money in my mind like I think I made 40,000 by month six but I'm like it was a grind and a half why'd you keep going Cause I had no other option and it's, it's how like you, it's how like me, a bunch of other people, it was like, if this doesn't work, I am going to be a nine to five and my life's going to suck and I'm going to hate it. So I was like, I'll reevaluate year five. Like there was no, this can't work kind of thing.
0: So those first six months grind, 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 grind day 181. What do you think changed?
1: I went on vacation. For two days, um, then got back to it. So nothing changed. But it was, I think that was the first time that it was like, okay, I think I can do this at a high level. The numbers didn't show, but like the pipeline was building and it was like, okay, this is starting to make, when I'm writing offers, I'm not panicking. I'm not tripping
0: till 2 a.m. at night. Um, a little bit more understanding maybe in the business. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. A little bit more seasoned. So then when cuz now you're a little bit different you're obviously still selling but now you have a massive team behind you. Yep. So when did the idea of the Perry group the team the with with you kind of at the head you and your dad yep. kind of leading when did that idea start to form in your head? Yeah, I guess and that's kind of when
1: things start to change. So it I think month 5 we bought our first Zillow lead together and it was me, Mason, my dad like we we're like hey, we're all kind of solo agents but we like working together and then like truly and that, that's what I think is like my biggest story to tell when I'm talking real estate teams. Like we do it at arguably the highest level in the state and it was so organic. There was no business plan and we suffered for that, for not having a business plan, but it wasn't like- but you
0: didn't know anything different at the time, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. And I think we got we got to where we are today by truly just organically chasing talent and like loving people to where I think a lot of people are like, Oh, if I don't make two hundred thousand year one, then I can't hire this person. And then year two, I have to make a million. And it's like that has to always be a conversation. But if that's, I would argue, if that's the driver, I think it's going to be a tough business for you. I don't so think going to be in it long. What's
0: the driver for you then? What what makes you want to put your own production on hold or, or at least slow it down a little bit? I don't know how many hours a week you spend uh, selling and working on your own pipeline and your own production, working with your own clients who are, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but but they have expensive tastes Yeah. Uh, versus the amount of hours that you put into your team. What is the drive for you to put in that many hours with your team? Because you guys are up to how many agents now?
1: We're down, actually. We're down to 65. So You
0: say down, but there, <laughs> there's a lot of teams yeah, yeah, that are yeah, yeah. not up to 65 agents. What... Uh, what's the what's the drive what's the motivator for you to have 65 people looking at you saying okay now what are we doing
1: i think it's just the weight um i think there's motivation and like hey you look i guess in the crowd and it's like wow we've really we've turned people who have similar stories to me it's like a lot of the people on our team super impressive people but probably couldn't have got a job above 60,000, 70,000. and so i think for me it's like Which hey, you,
0: i think you would lump yourself in that category
1: Yeah, totally. And and so I think that's why I take it personal and it's like, man, we can really go change a lot of people's lives, but I think it's, I mean, it's how you carry yourself too. It's like, this is what you do. So you just have to get it done. Like I, I have a why that's for like my family and my friends, but why I wake up every day is just a responsibility to get up and do it. Like, I don't have this like, oh, for 65 people. I have to take care of their families. Like that's not my why. That's just what I do.
0: That's just the reality of of where you find
1: yourself. Totally. And it's, it's mad cash. It's edge. It's, it's exactly what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's definitely not the easiest path and it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but it is, it's definitely like a personal decision, I think. Right.
1: Totally. And it's weird. I mean, you, you go back and forth. It's super fulfilling. But as fulfilling as it is, it's hard. And that's what a lot of people don't. I think on the podcast, you hear, oh, wow, you'll be fulfilled. Like life's epic. And it's like, yeah, you will. But it's also, it's almost the 80 20 rule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah, that's a great, that's a great statement on that.
0: So then you've obviously set up a, an unbelievable team behind you guys. How has that team served going in the last two years in, in what has just been an absolutely crazy market? What advantage would you say that people that are, are clients of the Perry group have that other, other uh, almost? what is the degree of separation? And we'll get into it specifically for you, but for the team as a whole, what would you say the biggest advantage to the team, sorry, for clients is having the Perry group behind them and representing them?
1: I can just speak in like Salt Lake County, Utah County. I think we do it better than anyone. And I, I don't mean that to be like arrogant, but it's, we see so many transactions. We see so many buyers and sellers. And what's different about us, we sell the amount of that mass brokerages do, huge brokerages. But what huge brokerages don't have that we do, like every transaction we see, everyone knows about. Everyone knows the terms, the price, the verbiage. So I think it's, it's negotiation it's access i i don't think this is to scare agents but i think as a solo agent and i you've seen it your life if you're gonna do 30 plus deals and you're a solo agent your life's gonna
0: suck it's gonna be exhausting yeah
1: and so and you hear a lot of people a lot i mean you hear twenty eight thousand agents in the state of utah say oh i need my time i don't want rules to change but it's like well why shouldn't they if a consumer is in front of a house and someone on the planet can show them that house, they should be showed that house. And so I think for us, technology has really pressed us against the wall as agents, everyone, but we've embraced it to where a lot of people are like, Oh, everything's the devil ruining the industry. That's not it's the like, way that
0: we do it. That's the old or that's the new way we don't have yeah. to do it. That we've been doing it like this. Yeah.
1: Like if you've ever drew driven in an Uber, if you ever use clear at the airport, you're a hypocrite. If you're saying that,
0: if you have ever used Airbnb, if you, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So if you ever used a cell phone email, you can get a hold of people in seconds. So we've just embraced it.
0: So then what is, what does your individual business look like? What is your, uh, one of the things that I, I always want to bring up for anybody that's listening, like I said, at the beginning of this, the goal is it, is for people to listen and say, okay, you know what? I like that kid. I want to hire him. I want to have him help me buy or sell a house. I want to interview agents so the buyers and sellers don't have to, right? So who would yep. you say if if they're listening to this? And, and I think that you would agree with me that when you ask a real estate agent who their ideal client is, 90% of them are going to say it's everybody. Well, that's, I mean, that's true to an extent, right? But, but who would you say, give us your one or two or three people that like, if this person is listening to the show right now, they have to be using Michael Perry,
1: Yeah. And I think about that all the time. I think you're on your second, third or fourth house, you're buying or selling it. And you want someone who's not going to be your best friend. Like that sounds cold, but that's not me. Like I'm not, I'm not in real estate to go to the country clubs to network with people. Like I'm in it to make people the most money and have a super secure investment. So I think my most ideal client is someone who owns a home, or is looking for a home and they want the best feeling transaction, but will ultimately result them the most money. And I think you see, you see two ways. A lot of times you see ton of money, but the agent sucks. Like it's just investor. They're cold.
0: It's oh, a transaction. Totally. Yeah.
1: Or you see like, Oh, best friends. Like, let's go get drinks. Like I'm not that agent. We'll You're be, not either one, right? Yeah. We'll be friends, but it's like, I know the market better than anyone in my areas. So if you don't want, if you don't want that,
0: what are those areas for you?
1: Avenues to Cottonwood, so Avenue, Sugar House, Holiday. For me, I service about eight zip. eight zip codes. Probably hold eighty percent of my business.
0: Why are those areas important to you?
1: Just because it's like, what's your value pitch? My my value pitch is me knowing the market like i said i think better than anyone in those areas and it's like if i go to harriman or lehigh i'm calling you because i i have no idea and i'm probably referring to someone who i know or you know um it's it's not in my interest and i i wake up every day i check the data about three four times a day
0: in those areas specifically
1: yeah totally could care less about the other areas really could And I think for me, it's just to completely understand why is the market doing this in these specific areas?
0: So in those areas, what are you seeing specifically in the market right now?
1: It's weird. You're you're seeing activity slow down, but prices continue to be shattered and where you're not necessarily seeing that in different areas. Like... In different areas, you're seeing what was 10 offers is now two offers. What was 50,000 over is now 20,000 over. What you're seeing in like Harvard, Yale is a great example, was 10 offers six months ago, 200,000 over. Now it's two offers, 200,000 over. And so it's like, why is that Are are certain areas so insulated that it's like you look to the California, like are, are these areas, the Beverly Hills of California, where they're insulated, like how Alpine is here in Utah County. It's like, I don't know, but it's... I service areas where people are willing to pay a premium. And I think it's because of the workforce.
0: Yeah, and the location and, and uh, the available inventory in those areas. Right. I grew up in Highland and Alpine. There was tons of land available. There was tons of it. And and it's just gone now. Totally. It's a a lot of it is built out. Right. Yep. So So what do you what makes you you right outside of real estate? Who is Michael Perry?
1: That's a tough one. Uh, I think that's something I've worked on for a while. Uh, My wife, who's my best friend. We shout out, Dom. Shout out, Dom. She's dope. She's super cool. I would say it's just, it's friends, family, sports, faith, like all of the, and that's who we are, but it's uh, t- to be super open and transparent. Like a lot of my identity has been in real estate and I've tried to get away from that. And I think you've probably felt that too. And it's like, that that's the part I like to tell on these podcasts is it's like, man, I've like mentally from that point, struggled from that perspective it's of, like
0: of finding balance outside of real oh estate. yeah
1: yeah because like exactly how i answered that i'm like i'm so intertwined in this it's like oh what is my life and that that's my life when i calm down and chill out but i still have to work to get there
0: and it's it's i, I think it's also tough because a lot of people tell you that that's not balanced totally a lot of people tell you yeah. that, that you can't maintain that you can't live like that at all times and and the hard part is I think that there's some of us that understand the opportunity that we have and we're not going to let it go without us kicking and screaming.
1: Totally. Yeah, and I I think it's a balance. It's like...
0: But like you guys do flips for fun. Like obviously yeah. you do it for money, but I think you absolutely love the process. I think you absolutely love uh, the stress. Like, I, And that's a weird thing to say to somebody unless yep. they understand what I'm talking about, but you love the stress that comes with real estate, I think.
1: Yeah. And I, I think for, for us, that's been really cool. Like we're, we've, Dom and I have connected like at a super deep level, gotten to work together.
0: I yeah, would, talk talk a little bit more about what her role is with you. Cause I, this is something that I've had to learn as, as Courtney's come and started working with me. I mean, we share an office now, right? We, we spend hours together a day. I think like you and Dom do, what has Dom's role been for, for the business that you guys are running?
1: Totally. So I think for me, it's like, not in our...
0: Sorry, because I, I think that this adds to who you are as a, as a person. Totally. And right? I think having her, it, instead of just like finding something for your wife to do, she has established her own name and is becoming an asset for for what you guys do from a flip standpoint, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I this has actually been super cool. So like if you know me, I'm probably controlling and it's a con, like not in our personal relationship, but from a business side. So I think how it started was like, okay, we're gonna do flips. Dom's gonna design them. Boom, that's it, done. So all facilitate all facilitate construction.
0: You'll pick the house. Yep. You'll pick the location. You'll pick the price. You'll like everything that goes into the real estate side, right?
1: Totally. And I think that has really transitioned, and it's been hard. Like we we didn't get she no had to earn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like it's been really cool. We've sold. I think six flips, four of them have shattered records. And it's the four that she's been a hundred percent in and my hands have been off. And that's a really weird thing for me. Cause it's like Uh,
0: somebody that prides himself at being the best. You just said, if you're in those areas, if you're in those zip codes, hire Michael Perry, because I will help you get the most for your dollar. Right?
1: Yeah, totally. And so now, I mean, it's a, what I would say was like an 80, 20, 80% me, is probably 60 40 her now and I think it's she's talking to the sub she's talking to construction she's a much more like hey this is how it has to happen and I cringe I'm like hey like like me and you are in sales like boo you on the podcast if you're just listening like and so it's like everything like you got to warm people up butter people up it's like no she's gonna go straight to the point and it's like that has saved me so many hours. My wife
0: says I'm like, I, I avoid crisis. And I'm like, it's not that it's, it, it's like you, you feel like you have to talk to people in a certain way that yeah. if you don't come up from a sales background, you don't understand. I don't think totally, What which is really good to probably have a, as like your cohort, right? Your, your, mm-hmm. your other half.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it was actually a house on our street. I was an absolute yes. I was like, Hey, I know the numbers. And I think I said a snarky comment. I was like, this is my job to know the numbers. And she was like, well, the house won't ever fit those numbers. So we're not doing it. I was like, okay, you're right. And it's not like wife or husband wears the pants, but there's definitely a trust of like, if I was going to hardline it, like, hey, we have to do this, she would do it. And then if she was going to hardline it, like, hey, we have to do it this way, I'm just going to trust. Like, okay, I get it. We're doing it.
0: That probably has been a tremendous asset for you and just dealing with clients as well, yeah. right? People that are looking to buy houses and saying, okay, this house is currently going for, what's the average purchase price right now that you're seeing in those locations? One, one to one, five, one ish. to one, five. And, and what percentage of them would you say are doing improvements of some sort on the house as far as renovations, upgrading, updating, or at least talking about it going into the process.
1: 90%. Right? So now... Whether it, they do it or not.
0: Yeah. Well, so now <laughs> yeah. you're probably able to speak to it from a much more educated standpoint too instead of just being an agent. that's like, ah, it's probably 50 grand worth of stuff, right?
1: Totally. And I, I think... And, and that, I think, goes to the value units. I also think why you have so much value. Like, I hate to say it, but an agent is not worth 3% anymore. If it's negotiating a contract...
0: If that's your only role in the process.
1: Yeah. Or speed to the door. Like, I'm sorry, but technology will, there's a brokerage right around the corner that does that at a high level for 1500. And like, truly they do it great for what they say. And so I think for me, it's like 3% is a lot of money. It is. And these agents got to understand that. But I, I truly think I'm worth more than that on a lot of these deals Cause I know I am like, I'll give you instructions that are worth ten percent. But I and from a background of understanding.
0: And that and that part with Dom just kind of goes into it and, and rounds it off just a little bit. Totally. Yep. Sweet. So the last thing that I always love, and you've heard me say this whenever I'm selling a house. Yep. I, I always tell people though, and any buyer that comes in, even if you don't buy a house from me, just buy something. Totally. What would be your free piece of advice to somebody, even if they don't hire Michael Perry or the Perry group? what would be your free piece of advice that you give to anybody that's looking to buy or sell right now?
1: I think we're in a really interesting time in the market, to be honest. And so it's, it's the first time where I haven't been bullish on anything. But I think in a world of get rich quick, I would buy now, but I would hedge yourself by buying something that you can add value to. And I think that's my buy tip. Sell tip. I think we're in a really unique opportunity. I would actually, I would sell ASAP and replace it. Cause I, th- we, we were in a market for two years where like it sucked for me running a team saying, Hey, get these people to sell and then buy. Like you couldn't, they could it sell. It wasn't an option. Yeah. And it was brutal to find a place to buy. It's like, okay, welcome to the Kohl's. And so for now, it's like, I think it's kind of that pre-COVID market where it's like, what's about to happen? And so you can sell at a premium still, but I think you can buy if you're patient and picky and get yourself a really good deal to where realistically in six months from now, we could be back to chaos or we could be down again. But we all know real estate is a long-term play.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on. Awesome advice. Appreciate you as a friend. Always. It was cool.